Welcome to Accelerate Your Business Growth, where we're exploring all sorts of business topics. Experts from around the world join me, your host, Diane Helbig, for a conversation where they share their expertise with all of you. Take what you need, when you need it. Featured on Inc.com, Forbes, and MSNBC's Your Business, this podcast is recognized as one of the best podcasts for small business, sales, leadership, social media, and more. When it comes to business, Accelerate Your Business Growth has got it covered. And now on with the show. My guest today is Steve Van Remortal. Steve is the founder and CEO of My Talent Planner Software. Since 1999, he's been helping leaders master the skill of talent planning. In addition, he's written three books on how to use strategy and talent to increase business and career success. Steve resides in Green Bay, Wisconsin with his wife and is an avid Packers fan. And I understand also his dog, Walter. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks so much for joining me today, Steve. Yeah, Thank you for having me, Diane. Absolutely. So I love this whole concept of talent planning, and and but I want to start with um, sort of like a foundational question: How do most companies currently plan for their talent, or do they even? Yeah, great question. Um, the what we call the old way of really resolving your people challenges that we all face is it's 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 really reactive. Like somebody puts in their two week notice, and we start a search. Um, somebody's underperforming, we put a PIP in place, you know, performance improvement plan. Um, and it's really kind of one-off and they're kind of in bits and pieces. Um, and it's, it's typically very reactive as how a lot of companies are dealing with their people challenges that they're facing. Yeah. It, it's, I mean, anytime you're reacting, I think you're losing, Yeah, but, that's, uh, that's right. It. Yeah. It's a great way to yeah. put it. So talk to me about like one-off talent processes and why they're ineffective without having an overarching talent plan? Yeah, great question. So, you know, if somebody, if somebody on your team, um, you know, ends up putting in their two week notice and you're just being more reactive, um, it's like, you're just going to replace that person as you had it versus if you're talent planning and thinking it through, maybe that's an opportunity to improve that role, change that role, maybe do a little realignment within your team. Um, so, and the other thing about all these one-off processes is that um, it's just here and there, but it's not tied to an, a bigger plan. And so every decision's made in a vacuum, right? Just yeah. regarding this one thing we're doing right now versus how does this one decision impact my overall uh, talent plan and impact the overall team? So um, that's 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 how it really impacts them. Yeah, this makes so much sense to me. Um, I, I, and I can see how being reactive sort of reinforces that problem, yeah, right? Yeah, They're correct. not stopping and really taking a whole look at where people are, you know, what the skill sets are, where people actually are, where should they be, you know, what opportunities exist. Yep, great. Yep, that's correct. Okay, so if someone's listening and they're saying, okay, wow, talent planning, that's interesting. I've never thought about that. How would you say a leader can get started with talent planning? What should they do? So 
there's a couple different ways you can talent plan. The way that we recommend is in order for you to figure out what talent you need over the next three years, you have to really know where you're going. So mm. the, the recommendation that we make to leaders is, you know, paint a paint a vision for your business. And I'm not talking a vision statement here. I'm talking about, you know, a subjective and objective. So objectively obvious is financial. So if we're 15 million today and in three years, we want to be 20 million, you know, that's part of creating a vision, right? It talks about where we're going to be in three years. Um, within the visions that we help organizations put together, we talk about how they're going to differentiate themselves. You know, what are their strengths and the weaknesses of their organization? Um, how do they want their culture described? And so paint a very vivid and descriptive picture of where you want your organization to be. And in most common time frame that companies use is three years. And then once you have that, now developing your talent plan is really just how, what are the actions that I have to take as a leader to get my team from where it is today to where it needs to be to be that $20 million company executing that strategy that we laid out? Boy, you know, one of the things I really like about that is um, as a leader, what do I have to do? Because, I mean, I don't know if you, I feel like in the past couple of years, we've learned a lot about what's possible and <laughs> right. And how people yeah. want to work and, and how they excel. And yet we have leaders who hold on to old ways of doing things. And so there's this disconnect between what works and decisions that are being made. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So And and I, I I think they blame the employees. In some, yeah, in some cases, yes. Right. Instead of saying, okay, what can I do about this? So um I I just love this. Now, can you share like a real life example of a company that's using talent planning so that people can get a real feel for it? Yeah. So uh a company that uh, I worked with uh, 10 years ago really helped them understand talent planning, and now they do it all themselves. And so the, one of the first things I want to point out, Diane, is talent planning can't be done by an outside person. It, it's typically owned in an organization by the leader. The person that's responsible for the strategy is responsible for the talent plan. Ah. And, and so now that company executes all of their talent planning on their own because you know our philosophy is we want to teach you how to fish, not fish for you. Number yeah. one. And number two is the only way that you can really execute talent planning cost effectively and doing it right is to do it yourself, because obviously you're with your team day in and day out. So, yeah. so that's the first thing. Now, to answer your question, um, there's a company that I worked with 10 years ago. They were, um, they had one location, they're in distribution, they had 40 employees. Today, they have eight, they have eight locations, they have 200 employees, and everybody, the the, when a new employee comes into the organization, the first thing they do is they put a plan together for them, a development plan. They talk about career plan. They talk about where that person ultimately wants to go. And in, the interesting thing about when you're a talent planner, there's going to be situations where what the person wants, you know, the, the, your company can't provide. But yeah. that's okay because you're preemptively solving a people issue before it kind of impacts your business, right? Yeah. And so 
they, every person that comes into the organization has a development plan put together. It's all documented. Um, and then they have consistent one-on-ones. Um, one-on-ones are really key to talent planning and most importantly, key to retention. And so we recommend one-on-ones happen monthly. I have clients, we have customers that do it weekly. Some do it bi-monthly every other month. Um, one-on-ones are important um, from a retention standpoint, because if you have an employee that, you know, is dissatisfied about something, we're going to sit down and talk about it, which gives me the opportunity then to solve that problem before it impacts our business. Um, and so they, they do one-on-ones consistently. They use behavioral science. Um, so when you have conversations about, um, you know, career planning, uh, career pathing, secession planning, making a hire, it's all objective. Well, I don't want to say it's all objective, but it's first it's objective. And then you add the subjective or the emotional piece to it, which are important, but yeah. that's, you know, that's use science to help us make good decisions regarding our talent. And so they have, um, and I'll, I'll just tell you right now in the community that this company is located, they are an employer of choice. When they have an open position, they, they don't um, struggle to find candidates. They have, they get stacks of resumes. Why? Because everybody in the community knows that if you work at this organization, the company is going to invest in you as a, a professional and as a person. And, and to be honest with you, the largest uh, generation in our workforce right now is the millennials. There's 72 yeah. million of them in the workforce, anywhere from 27 to, um, I, I want to say 27 to 38 years old or 40, somewhere right in that age range, but 27 is the bottom uh, lowest age. If you don't invest in them professionally and personally, they're going to go somewhere that does. Yeah. And so this this company doesn't have a recruiting issue because their number one recruiters are their employees. Wow. And and they they never have an open position where they can't fill it because they get stacks of resumes. Why is that? Because everybody knows that if you go work for this company, they're going to care for you. They do care for you. Um, and they communicate that right up front. Um, so it's when you become a talent planner. The ultimate outcome of that is an employer of choice culture where it's a place where people want to go to work. Um, it's so, so great. <laughs> I mean, powerful. seriously, because then you don't have the problems that so many companies are facing right now. You know, you hear it all the time everywhere. I just can't find good people. But this yeah, is don't... something that's totally within their control. Exactly. That is exactly right. It's about it's about that mindset shift, right? About yeah. About instead of letting it come at me and be reactive to our people issues and our challenges and our opportunities, how about we be more proactive about it? And it's not that difficult of a mindset shift. It's just it's just saying, hey, I need to do this. Right. Right. Well, you know, it's that old. Um, uh, two of them come to mind. What got you here won't get you there, and. <laughs> Uh, the definition of insanity, right? Uh, so yeah. why do you keep doing things that don't work? Yeah, and the, the the other quote I'd throw in there, Diane, is John Adams. I just used this in a column that I wrote about uh, generational math. And really, John Adams' quote was, a problem is an opportunity in disguise. Yes. And to me, people, they talk about their people issues and the challenges. I can't find enough people. I can't retain them or whatever it is. Um therein lies the opportunity, like this company exactly. that you just asked me about, right? They don't see people issues as a challenge. They see it as an opportunity to, to have a competitive advantage. Yeah. To, 
to dominate their industry because their people issues are minute compared to the people issues that their competitors are facing because they're because of their proactive approach to how they handle them. Have you ever found yourself scrolling through financial news and wondering, how does any of this affect me? How can I read a major headline and truly understand what impact that has on not only my portfolio, but my life? Well, our goal on the podcast Inside the Street, hosted by Wall Street analyst Sela Shifre Partners, is to provide public investors and young professionals with a deeper understanding of the mechanics that drive those major headlines. And what better way to dive into these mechanics and hosting Wall Street analysts themselves to discuss the newest trends in finance firsthand? Well, on our show, we bring you real perspectives from the front line. Hearing these analysts give commentary has made our listeners much more well-versed on the financial markets. This approach to discussion allows our listeners to engage in conversation with much more educated opinions and predictions. So be sure to check out our show, Inside the Street, wherever you find your podcasts. The world's best-known investor and Wall Street expert, Warren Buffett, once said, Wall Street is the only place that people ride to in a Rolls Royce to get advice from those who take the subway. Mr. Buffett's quote is remarkably accurate, but how many people would rather receive advice from him than someone simply guessing? Welcome to Buy, Hold, Sell, your single source for Wall Street knowledge and profitable guidance. Please join me, Todd Schoenberger, and fellow trader Tobin Smith, as well as host Veronica Dudo, for a podcast known to move the needle for investors. Tobin and I are seasoned Wall Street executives with deep investment experience, and we are prepared to share our advice to those who choose to listen. Download Buy, Hold, Sell today on the Evergreen Podcast Network or your favorite podcast channel. I'm yeah, sorry to get all it, passionate on you here. I get, yeah. all, I get all jacked up about it. And I'm like, I got to make sure I let Diane talk here. So. No, I love it. And I completely agree with you. I, I just, it, it sort of blows my mind that in the several areas of business, you know, watching people continue to make the same decisions and engage in the same behaviors and not get the result they want and not realize that it's really an internal opportunity that then makes it so much easier. Mm-hmm. It's not like it's hard work. It's just consistency. It's really yeah. consistency. And the other thing I'll tell you is this category of talent planning. So as we were doing our research over the last three years, you know, interviewing um, hundreds of SMB leaders, small and medium-sized businesses, um, we talk about this concept of talent planning and I believe talent planning is going to be a gigantic category in two to four years. You know, you have leadership development, team development. Those are all categories, right? Yeah. You know, I always ask myself, how come talent planning is not a gigantic category when the number one issue that companies face are people (laughs) issues? Like, I don't like, and so I believe it's going to catch on and I believe it's going to be big. And and the early adopters of talent planning are the ones that are winning the battle for talent because they because yeah. they understand that this, this is something that, and one of our sayings we use here at My Talent Planner and Stop the Vanilla is, um, you know, the future of talent is talent planning because if you're not doing it, you know, the train's going to leave the station soon. And if you're not doing it, um, you're going to lose out to a company that is. Absolutely. And it's such a shame that it's such a noticeable difference, right? Like my daughter just started to work um, for a company and the, and the things that they are doing with her are blowing my mind. And when I tell people about, you know, that they're, they're covering her lunches for the first two weeks wow. 
and having her have lunch with different members of the team. They had dinner with her and five of the higher people before she even started to, you know, help her feel more comfortable with the place. Yeah. It's like insane that these things that they're doing. And when I tell people what they're doing, people go, Oh, you're kidding. What is this coming? And I think, isn't it a shame that that's amazing? (laughs) Right. And it's going to become the norm. It's just good, you know, but whoever gets there first is going to be the winner is really you what it comes down to. And I applaud this company that your daughter's going to work for. I mean, I'm assuming they're a very successful organization if they very. are. I mean, I mean, how could you not feel cared for with what they just did in the first two weeks? Honestly, and and she loves it. And, you know, <clears throat> they're training her. She has a one-on-one with her boss every day where they just go over, you know, what she's learning and what, what, I mean, just, and, and the woman listens to her and it's just so refreshing <laughs> to listen to. And you're right. They're very successful. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. It's, it's, it's about looking at a problem as an opportunity. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And those wow. are the ones that are going to win. Those are the ones that are going to win. And those are the ones that are winning now. And the irony of all of that, Diane is, it's no secret what companies are doing that in a, in a town or in the city, right? Yeah, you can tell, right. You can just tell. And everybody knows for the most part, depending on the yeah. size of the city. But uh, people just know like that organization cares about their people. And that's a place that I want to go work. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So why aren't more leaders leveraging talent planning, do you think? Hmm. I think? I think it's a relatively new concept, uh, okay. number one. Uh, I also think that, um, you know, it's, We've always done it this way. I mean, when I was the last company I ran, um, we took a company from five to 30 million using strategy and talent. And we were sitting in a uh, leadership team meeting one morning and we had a, we went off site and put together just a killer strategy. We knew we were going to grow because we were, we were providing a uniqueness or a differentiation that our target markets wanted. Um, And so we're about ready to take off. And we kept, it kept stalling and it, 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 our growth was limited. And we looked around the room and said, okay, we got these people issues. When we have something that's impacting our organization, we put a plan around it. So for example, this was a food manufacturing company and we had a huge uh, waste on our, our P&L. So we had about $500,000 a year of uh, wasted product that goes up into the air filtration system and stuff. So what we do, we put a plan around that and we cut it in half. Your, your cost of people issues, easily six figures. Right. Yeah. So, um, so why don't we put a plan around that? So, you know, to answer your question is, I I think it's relatively new. Um, and which surprises me, but, um, I also think when I speak about talent planning, the whole room, their heads are nodding, like, yeah, it makes a ton of sense. It's like when bottled water came out, I didn't think that was going to be successful. Now it's a a billion dollar category. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) Why did it take so long for bottled water? You know, I don't, I don't understand that either, but, you know. Well, you know, people are skeptical, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The the early adopters got to try it out first. And then once exactly. they're success with it, then everybody else will kind of catch on. That's right. Yeah. That's exactly right. I'm not going first. Right. Except that if you go first, then you're ahead of everyone else. Right. Yeah. In this case, anyway. That's correct. Yeah. Okay. So what's one thing you want the audience to take away from this conversation? If you had to just pick one. Uh, it would be to put a talent plan together. And, um, and I could give you the, 
you know, the, the, there's seven key things that are in a talent plan. I mean, so what I often do with a leader when, you know, if I'm meeting them for the first time and they're like, what do you suggest I do? I give them the one page template for the talent plan. And I'm like, put together a three-year talent plan for your team. It's not mm-hmm. that hard. Um, and, you know, so what are the strengths of your team? You know, where are, where's your team strong? What, what are the weaknesses or blind spots of your team? And who are the high potentials you need to retain? What skill set gaps do you have on your team to really get your company to that vision we talked about earlier, to get that company to where you want it? Um, what are the development priorities for each of your direct reports on your team to not only develop them, but try to fill some of those skill set gaps that you have on your team? Um, and then the sixth one is, what are the prioritized promotions and hires you're going to make on your team over the next three years? And then the last one, are there any secession plans that need to be put in place over the next three years so that you have you know good secession? So it's a very simple exercise, but when a leader sits down and do, do, does it, and when I do it for our organization, it's breakthrough stuff because all of a sudden now you're seeing things you're seeing things a year or two years out that now you can start really preparing for versus all of a sudden they show up on your desk one morning. And so that would be the recommendation is, is put a talent plan, you know, and it's a one page piece of paper that you can fill it out with a pen, right? I mean, you don't need to use technology or anything to do it and just start executing your talent plan and watch your team move from where it is today to where you need it to be in the future. Yeah, boy, I I just love that. And I love this whole concept. I'm so glad we're talking about this. It's especially timely because, you know, so many companies feel like they're struggling with this, this very subject. So, I mean, Steve, thank you so much for sharing this passion of yours, which, you know, it's definitely apparent. Well, would you tell the listeners how to find you, how to, you know, find a little bit more about My Talent Planner, please? Yeah. So mytalentplanner.com. Uh, my email is steve at mytalentplanner.com. Um, and that is the the software or the technology that helps companies scale uh, and accelerate talent planning in their organization. So um, and then stopthevanella.com is our consulting firm that I've been we, we, we've been doing strategy and talent planning for 23 years now. And we saw this te- this technology disruption coming in the strategic HR talent space. So we built uh, my talent planner and launched it in May of this year. Actually, um, you know, three four months ago, we launched the actually what is it now six months ago, we launched my talent planner. And, and the reason we launched my talent planner was just to give companies a, a tool to organize, accelerate, and make talent planning easy. But talent planning can be done manually. We have a lot of clients that do it manually. A lot of companies are doing it manually, or you can use the technology to automate and scale it. So every Friday morning, I have a one-on-one with uh, one of my team members. And so tomorrow morning, when I walk into that one-on-one, I'll log into my talent planner and you know all their behavioral science assessments are there. All the discussions we had last time are there. Their development plan is there. Their performance plan is there. Everything is there for you to have a great conversation about how this person can perform at a higher level, not only in your organization, but personally. And what happens out of that? Retention, high performance, happy employees. And so, um, you know, in my, Diane, uh, I, I just want to be a resource for people to understand that, hey, talent planning and this, the talent and technology, it's, it's coming. And I just, I'm passionate about helping SMB leaders understand what's coming and kind of prepare for that. And so the consulting firm is stopped at vanilla.com and the software uh, is mytalentplanner.com. 
Awesome. Well, my gosh, like I said, thank you so much. I've so enjoyed this conversation. I think it is incredibly valuable for um, the listeners. So thank you. And listeners, thank you. You are who we're doing this for. That is right. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of Accelerate Your Business Growth, a production of Evergreen Podcasts. Discover more episodes of this podcast and explore others at evergreenpodcast.com. As always, continue to prosper and be curious. And if you're looking to get your sales strategy headed in the right direction, pick up a copy of Succeed Without Selling on Amazon or wherever books are sold. Until we meet again on another episode of Accelerate Your Business Growth, goodbye and good day. Don't you know that you're a grown-up? I'm a grown-up. Me too. Yep, me too. But you know, these days, being a grown-up can really suck. Luckily, we're grown-ups who grew up in the coolest generation. We had video arcades. And also some of the best TV and movies ever made. We lived the origin of awesome consumer electronics. The list goes on and on. Yep, Generation X. Exactly. And we're Gen X Grown-Up. Every week, the Gen X Grown-Up podcast explores media, tech, toys, games, and more from both yesterday and today. Through the eyes of Generation Xers who absolutely love that stuff. You can find us on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. Or find us on our website, genxgrownup.com. All right, you think that was good enough? I I hope so, man. I'm tired. (laughs) Who listens to a promo on a podcast and then goes and listens to a different podcast? Right. I've never done it. (laughs) Right.